back to our study, we're talking about the blessing of God upon our lives. And most people think <clears throat> the blessing of God means financial success or, or something of that nature, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that recognition because we are in Christ, that we are approved and that we have nothing to prove, that we are accepted and therefore we can accept other people. And then we're talking about the blessing that others can bestow upon us, the blessing that we who are parents can bestow upon our children. The Bible says that Jacob finally came to the point when he was going to meet his brother Esau, and he knew his brother had 400 armed men and knew he had no chance to defeat his brother, that he needed to, to get with God. And finally, he got alone with God. He left his family and went across the brook Jabbok and met with God. And the Bible says, while Jacob was left alone, a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Well, who was this man? Jacob didn't decide to wrestle with somebody. God decided to wrestle with Jacob. God initiated this wrestling match. God was seeking to get Jacob to yield and to, to surrender completely to him. The reason there was any wrestling done at all, God knew Jacob was resisting. Had Jacob yielded, there would have been no need to wrestle. It's foolish to resist God when he wants to bless us. But that's what we do so much of the time. How do we know this was God with whom he wrestled? Jacob said, when it was over, I have seen the face. I have seen God face to face. Jacob did not want to yield unconditionally to God, but it's foolish not to. Jacob was resisting with all of his strength. He had absolutely nothing to lose by surrendering to God and everything to gain. What could be worse than his situation at the moment? His past was a disgrace. His prospects were gloomy. He had a golden opportunity to put things right with God. There was no one around to stop him. God was ready to bless, and all Jacob do was fight and resist. What does it mean to wrestle with God? It means you struggle with the past and battle over who will be in charge of the future. You see, the Lord wants us to make, to make us willing to be made willing to seek and do his will. And he, it's so hard for us to let go. Like Jacob, we resist and we fight and we battle and we keep at it. We even try to work out some kind of bargain with God. Many people do that. They try to buy God off or bargain with God or scheme with God like Jacob tried to do. Many times people make bargains with God to try to obtain his favor, try to buy his blessings doesn't work. Sometimes people go to church because they think if I go to church, I'll get God's blessing and they're afraid not to go. And they go out of fear or they go out of, uh, because they think they might get zapped or, or they go because they think it might uh, show God that, that they're special. And they, got, they ask God to answer their prayers and they try to somehow prove that they're worthy to be, have their prayers answered. Well, I'll give you this much, God, if you will do this for me, or I'll do this for you if you'll do that for me. But God doesn't work that way. You see, God wants us just to unconditionally surrender to him, and he will totally approve us. He will totally accept us. He will totally receive us. I want you to notice the crippling that was necessary to receive the blessing. Jacob kept on resisting, and the Bible says, when God saw that he had not prevailed against him, Jacob was not giving in. He was not yielding. God decided it's time to cease calling for surrender. It's in a sense as if, it's a, as if God said, all right, you've shown me quite clearly that you will not accept my plan and acknowledge my lordship. 
You obviously want to do your, go your own way, so I will let you go. I'll let you have your own way. This may sound like Jacob's getting the victory over God, but it's certainly not true at all. It's God allowing man to exercise his free will, and man's always the loser when he makes the wrong choice. At this point, God shows Jacob his power. He touches his thigh and immediately dislocates it. Jacob is in severe pain. God did not cripple Jacob until he had given him every opportunity to submit and surrender voluntarily. He cripples Jacob only after Jacob. Jacob has fought his hardest and not won. When Jacob's thigh was dislocated, he lost interest in wrestling with God. This is the crippling that was necessary for Jacob to even begin to think about giving in to God. See, a wrestler's great strength is the muscles of the thigh and the nerves that control these muscles. And Jacob is made lame and incapable of further struggle. He came to, to the end of himself, and he can no longer fight, but he continues to hold on. God says, let me go, or Jacob says to God, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. I want you to let me go. I have done all I can do with you, and I'm moving on to those who are willing to let me have my way. Let me go. But Jacob realized how tragic that would be. He needed God. He must have God. He could not make it without God. He had to have God's blessing upon his life, God's affirmation, God's approval, God's acceptance. Jacob cries, I will not let you go except you bless me. All Jacob can do now is cling. Hold on to God, and that's what he does. I'm going to hold on until you bless me. For the first time, Jacob sees that God wants to bless, and he realizes that he didn't have to fight. He needed to, learn to, to, to lean his entire weight on God. And so Jacob says, I won't let you go until you bless me. All the wrestling God has done has been to bring Jacob to surrender. We overcome when we yield. We're strong when we're weak. When we're broken and crippled, then we can be blessed. God wanted Jacob to come to that place. Jacob could not wrestle with a dislocated thigh. He turned from his cunning to clinging, from his resistance to resting. That's what faith is, letting go of ourselves and clinging to him. The commitment that was necessary for Jacob to do that finally came, and the blessing finally came too. God had just one question for Jacob. What is your name? Did God not know his name? Of course God knew his name. His name is Jacob. My name means cheat, it means manipulator, it means deceiver, it means liar. That is what God wanted Jacob to do, is to admit who he was and what he was. He wanted him to confess and be broken in his presence and to yield so that he could be blessed by God who loves to bless. The moment he admitted that he was Jacob, that moment God poured out his blessing of approval. God said to Jacob, your name shall no longer be Jacob, the cheat, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And Israel means the prince of God, and that is what he was. And that's what the whole nation of Israel came to be named, Israel. God was working. Like Jesus said to Simon Peter, I'm going not to call you Simon anymore. I'm going to call you Peter, which means the rock. That is what God saw Peter becoming. God saw Jacob becoming Israel, the prince of God the one who would walk with God, and the one who was worthy to have a nation named after him. 
he received full assurance of God's blessing upon his life. God wants to bless you and bless me. And he wants us to know that he approves us if we trust him, if we put our faith in him, if we accept Christ as our Lord and Master. We're accepted, we're approved, and God is ours to trust. So I hope you'll do that today. God bless you. Have a great day.